Want to advertise your business in a cost-effective way? It's time to give podcast advertising a try. Research shows a high rate of podcast listeners made a purchase as a result of an ad they heard on a podcast. Visit podbean.com slash brands to launch a cost-effective podcast advertising campaign in minutes. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N dot com slash brands. Welcome to Yolitics, the home of cold beer and hot takes on Texas politics. All right, we are approaching the worst time in Texas, worst time of the year in Texas. Almost hurricane season. The mosquitoes are out, and it's getting hot as hell, man. Yeah, and it's only going to, all of those are only probably going to become more of a concern in the next couple of months. And then you throw on uh, that other part that homeowners dread, and that is, and business owners too, for that matter, that is property tax season. And we just uh, are starting to get those valuations uh, that are coming in the mail, those appraisals. And it's sticker shock for a lot of people, Jason. I've already been hearing from people. And, and you know, it, it's what, what I'm glad about, Jason, is that it's not just the regular homeowners, the regular citizens like us. It's some of the lawmakers and some of the officials are getting sticker shock as well, too. Yeah. Uh, KHOU in Houston did a, a story on this, and they interviewed the county judge in Galveston County. And the county judge down there said that um, they're getting more emails. And this is a quote, Jason. We're getting more emails and phone calls about this than we are mosquitoes. And that's telling uh, you something. Yeah. Now, you and I, you, you're from Texas City. You're from Galveston County. Yes. I lived in Houston for eight years. The mosquitoes in Galveston are like pterodactyls. They're different, yes. Uh, Galveston County, Brazoria County, all those areas down there, it's, it's like 747s that suck blood. They're terrible. <laughs> So if you're getting more emails about anything, complaining more about that than the mosquitoes, you know it's a pretty severe thing. And and when I mentioned that the uh, officials are getting sticker shock as well, too, this same Galveston County judge, Mark Henry, uh, said that his own personal property went up in value by 468%. Wow. That's stunning when you think about it. Uh, even when you don't think about it, that's stunning. Uh, you know, I did this piece uh, a couple of years ago now, and it, I was looking specifically in North Texas. And, you know, I, I set out trying to find over five years how many people have had their property values increase in that five years by more than 100 percent. And I thought, you know, there's going to be some properties on here. It was pages and pages and pages and pages of an Excel spreadsheet that had these enormous, like well beyond 100% in five years. Uh, A lot of people get that homestead exemption, which keeps them from raising your value on your property by more than 10% in any given year. Uh, But now I'm hearing from a lot of people who say they're not just doing it to my home. Now they're doing it to my land. And uh, the cost of my land that I'm selling on is skyrocketing. So people are really getting hit hard here, Jason. And it's important to remember these properties were evaluated before COVID-19 really took hold here. And so what you're looking at as far as the value that they came up with might not at all be reflected in the market that we see today if you were to try to sell your house right now. Yeah, state law says that, that all the evaluations have to be done January 1st. When did the closure start happening? Mid-March, right? Early to mid-March. Right. So these were all done when the economy was booming. We were still doing pretty well. You know, your retirement account was looking fantastic. And so is your property value. Fast forward, you know, here we are five and a half months into the year. And, you know, 
property values are not what they were. Sales are not what they were as well, too. So there are a lot of county and, and, and city officials who are asking Governor Abbott to freeze the appraisals at what they were in 2019. Mm-hmm. So for, you know, for like the, the Galveston County judge whose valuation went up 468%, that would obviously help him. He would not see that increase if indeed uh, the governor and lawmakers agreed to that. But that didn't happen. The legislature, right. Well, the legislature doesn't meet again until January of right. next year. By then so you will I, have paid the bill. Yeah, at the at the end of the day, the, the cities and the counties are hurting. They need the money to, in order to keep you know libraries, parks, police officers on the streets, and things like that. Yeah. But you know who's going to pay for this COVID nineteen? At the end of the day, it looks like it, it might be us. And Jason, you've heard from people all across the state, including a woman from Willis, which is in Montgomery County, just north of Houston. Right. Yeah, I hear a, a lot of complaints about this right now. It's because I do a lot of money segments, and so people complain to me about these things. And it's also just because I. I think I'm a natural complainer that people are like, I'm going to tell him because he'll understand. Why, why, why would they tell you that? Yeah, you're not a natural complainer. Come on. No, but you know, these are valid complaints though, too. You know, I don't want to use the word complain loosely there. These are valid complaints. A lot of people are struggling like crazy right now. And now they get this thing in the mail that's telling them, hey, guess what? You could be on the hook for a lot more money than you paid last year in property taxes. So one of the people who got with us, uh, we got back with her here. And again, We uh, head to Montgomery County, north of Houston, for this. Michelle Smith with us here from Willis, Texas, in Montgomery County, just north of Houston. Hey, Michelle. How are you? Doing well. Uh, How are you doing is the question, because you've gotten this uh, property tax appraisal again. When did it arrive, and what does it say? So it arrived probably... I'm going to be honest, probably about a, maybe three weeks ago or so. And I really didn't think it was right. And I kind of looked at it and I was like, that can't be right. And so I showed it to my husband and he looked at it and it literally has our property value, our home value um, of $88,000 from last year. $88,000. $88,000 on an increase in one year. That's, that's insane. What are you going to do? Well, I mean, in all honesty, I mean, our taxes for last year were kind of proposed on this kind of value. So we bought our house last year. We're in a brand new subdivision in Willis. And so we kind of prepared for this, but still I'm going to fight it. We've already did an online protest for it because it's ridiculous. And And we're not the only ones. Everyone here has had a large increase. Yeah, you know, uh, let's talk about the particulars of the timing of this, though, Michelle, because, you know, you say that you were sort of prepared to see something like this happen. But, boy, uh, a lot has happened uh, since your property was probably appraised early in the year. What do you think about this kind of increase at this kind of time right now? Well, you know, we're an oil and gas family here. So, uh, you know, luckily my husband still has a job, but there's a lot of people around here that they're losing their jobs right and left. And, you know, due to this virus, you know, a lot of people are out of work and I have a ton of friends that are small business owners that are struggling. And so I think that with all that's happened in the last few months, they really need to look at this. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that can't afford to, to pay for this. I mean, they're going to end up losing their homes. I mean, you're going to see it in the next year or so. You know, I, I just got my property appraisals here. And I, I got to tell you, when, when I my wife gave me the envelopes that came in the mail the other day, and I I dread opening these things every time, Michelle. And sure enough, opened it up, 
and big giant increase. I, what's your message to lawmakers and to the city folks who are the ones who are physically raising these taxes? It's just, I think they need, why? Why this increase like this? You know, why during this time? Was it because of this? You know, was it because, you know, they're, they're going to take advantage of this time? I, I don't know. But a lot of these taxing authorities might say, hey, uh, you know, we can raise it more this year than what the cap says we can because this is a disaster time. That's how uh, some of them view this. And they say, you know, uh, they could say, you know, maybe we need to raise your taxes more than we would in a traditional year because we're in a crunch right now, Michelle. But so is everybody else. You know, Hmm. every other family's out there, you know, going through something, you know, you don't know the next person's story. So, you know, granted, I understand the schools need money or this needs money. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you have to take care of your family, you know, and everybody may not have it. Michelle, you sound exasperated. Um, No, I think I'm just frustrated with it. I mean, we we pay so much in taxes and I, you know, I don't know. it's, it's nerve-wracking when you see, um, you know, the next bill coming through, and, you know, it's just frustrating. It's frustrating for, for me to watch. Michelle, you said that everyone's dealing with this in the neighborhood. Have you heard from your neighbors? What are they saying about this? Um, I've heard we have a, a Facebook page that we kind of talk about, and everybody has had some type of increase. And it's not a small increase. It's a large increase. Um, but everybody's talking about how they're going to protest and this and that. Um, you know, my neighbor is a realtor, um, and she's kind of given me a little bit of you know ideas of what to do and how to protest and how to be prepared for when I finally do get a hearing. So, uh, last question for you, Michelle. So, you, let's say you go and you contest this. Uh, I say go and contest mm-hmm. this. You're probably going to be doing it from home because everything has changed and you got to do this stuff remotely. Mm-hmm. Do you like your chances more? when you're not actually in front of them there at the appraisal district or do you think that it would benefit you more if you could actually talk to people face to face what do you think that this change is going to do to your chances i would like to be face to face with someone i feel like if i'm there i can just sit there and discuss you know granted zoom meetings are great and you know you can talk over the phone but it's the face to face that i think is the best so i'm going to prepare as much as i possibly can and and just be ready Michelle Smith uh, from Willis, Texas. Michelle, good luck to you and to your family. Uh, Hope that that uh, oil and gas job uh, holds on for your husband there, because I know that there's been a lot of pain uh, in that sector and and maybe some more still to come. Yes. Uh, Really appreciate you taking the time with us. You're very welcome. So that struggle is real, Jason. And uh, not only is she going through it, you heard her there. Uh, everybody in her neighborhood is getting on these, you know, Facebook pages or the, you know, next door, whatever it is. And, and everybody's sort of in that same boat right now talking about the struggles they're going through. And now this. Yeah, the, the battle is going to begin. There's no question. This is going to be the huge political uh, uh, you know, challenge and feat that lawmakers are going to face, that state leaders are going to face once this state really reopens. This is this is really going to be at the top of people's list because they they likely might not have the money to pay the increased house note if they're escrowed or to pay these uh, uh, property taxes at the end of the year. It, it, it's, yeah. it's crazy what people are now being tasked with in addition to maybe or may you know may or may not uh, if they may or may not have their jobs that, that that's what's tough about this. But the legislature did something. Um, I think it was last session, maybe it was two sessions yes, it was ago the last when one. we met, 
and and it, it essentially um, lets citizens. It's called the rollback rate. They changed the rollback rate. So as it was before. Uh, entities like your school district and your city and your county and your uh, your MUD, your municipal utility district, they could raise your taxes up to 8%. And at that level, they couldn't go over that unless um, uh, there would be an election called and you got, you know, citizens could decide. Well, the legislature lowered that threshold for an election, a vote to be called on it, down to 3.5%. Right. So that was the max that they could raise it in any given year was three and a half percent. The evaluation of your uh, or rather the the tax rate could go up three point five percent. But the loophole that you talk about there, Jason, is that it talks about unless there is a disaster declared. uh, Now, this was supposed to be, you know, talking about storm damage in a particular county or two. Uh, Certainly at the time, no one saw COVID-19 happening. But here we are. The governor in March signed this disaster declaration for the whole state of Texas. So now we've heard from the Municipal League here in Texas. Uh, they put out you know, this blog post basically saying that they read that as local taxing authorities would have the ability now, since a disaster has been declared, to raise your tax rate by as much as 8%. They're not saying that everybody is going to do that at the local level. They're not saying that cities should do that at the local level. They're saying they could do that at the local level. Well, I asked Governor Abbott about that the other day, and he says, oh, no, I signed that law and I see that law a whole different way. I still see it as three and a half percent. And so basically the battle is joined here now and we're going to be sitting on the sidelines. Governor Abbott says these states, these school districts, these you know water districts, they need to actually lower the tax rate this time around considering what everybody's been through. I don't know how realistic that is, Jason. A lot of these counties and cities have uh, had huge outlays of money uh, to deal with COVID-19. They haven't been getting the revenue they normally would. That's going to be a tough sell with these taxing authorities. And Jason, I think unless Congress gives the cities and counties and these local uh, municipalities money, which is tied up over politics right now in D.C., unless the feds give the locals money, not the state, but the locals money, my guess is this is going to end up in court. Yeah. Um, and and for the record, we did ask the Texas Municipal League, which represents cities and counties. We asked the TML to join us to explain what you know how they arrived at, at this interpretation, and they uh, they respectfully declined, hmm. which we respect that as well too. Right. Um, but I guarantee you're going to be hearing more about this. But you heard from Michelle from Willis a moment ago. Right. Willis, Texas. She's going to protest this. Her neighbors are going to protest this. Jason, I have protested in the past. Why? Because of our next guest. This is a guy that we ran across, what, last year or so. And he has all kinds of good tips. It's, It's specific to Tarrant County. But it's applicable to people anywhere in the state, Jason. I would say he is the torch bearer uh, for, you know, the whole idea of fighting back against these valuations that are just eye popping that you it, it, you don't even want to open the envelope. Sometimes a lot of people don't because they don't want to see what it is at this year. Uh, this guy has really led the charge. And not only is he leading the charge, he's been helping a lot of people for free and teaching other people how to help a lot of people for free and putting videos on the internet sort of walking you through the process and so we wanted to you know kind of explore his mind a little bit here because he has so much experience with this to find out what do you do if your eyes bugged out when you opened your property tax appraisal this time around how do you fight this so fret not if you have a high property tax bill that just came in and an evaluation 
Um, there are things you can do, literal things you can do. You can find out what the other side is actually going to use against you. There's a lot of good information that this guy provides for free. That's why we like him so much. His name is Chandler Crouch, and he is in Tarrant County. But listen to him because you can use it wherever you are in the state. Hey, Chandler. Hey, how's it going? Uh, we're probably, well, we're busy, but we're probably not as busy as you are already. It's pretty wild. We're, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty busy, but I don't know. You guys have a lot of news to cover these days. It's a, it's a wild world right now. We do, but uh, so uh, let me know what has happened with you. You know, for people who who don't know the backstory with you, you you came out. This was several years ago that you came out. You started putting these videos on YouTube about how to protest your valuations. Uh, you're a realtor in uh, primarily in the Fort Worth area in Tarrant County, uh, Chandler Crouch, uh, and 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 so you were basically telling people, here's how you fight this, and this thing just blew up and went nuts. That is exactly right. Yeah, we were looking for ways to serve the community and saw there were tons of people that were uh, being taxed out of their home or they were just having all sorts of problems with their property tax uh, bills and and some property tax values. And they would go in to fight their property tax appraisals and without you know spending a significant amount of time to study the system on, on exactly what kind of evidence to produce how to, how to uh, uh, put together an argument and, and how to go in and actually go through the process to protest. Uh, they were just uh, experiencing so many problems, getting, like I said, getting taxed out of their homes and, and arguing on, on a basis of what they know to be true, but without, uh, 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 without shaping the evidence and shaping their argument to be exactly the way the appraisal district wanted it, they weren't experiencing success. And so uh, we started helping people for free and protesting for free for people. And it just grew and ballooned. And, and last year, I think we, we helped right around 16,800 people protest. And uh, the, the need is off the charts. 16,801, Chandler. You gave me good <laughs> advice that I actually used, man. So I appreciate that. Hey, l- let me ask you this. We, we've heard story after story of uh, people who are saying their, their houses are just, you know, their, their valuations are going up a hundred grand. Um, I, I have a relative's home um, in a part of Dallas that went up from three hundred dollars to $400,000 in a year. Nothing's changed on this house. It's crazy. Now, I'm assuming, because the way I read this, that these appraisals were done in January. Well, the full effect of the coronavirus hadn't happened in the United States and in Texas in January. So do we have a better chance now of actually fighting these in in June, July um, with the coronavirus in full effect here? What county is that property in? This is in Dallas County. Dallas County. Every county is completely different. And uh, there's uh, an association that the appraisal districts are a part of, and they kind of put their heads together and they were trying to figure out what they should do about property tax appraisals this year with the coronavirus and with all the, with the dynamics that you just mentioned. So every county has handled it completely differently. Hmm. And, um, and, and, and so what you should do about it is, is, is different, but absolutely you should, you should go in and protest, uh, you should know that legally they are they are allowed to consider data plus or minus two years from January 1st, 2020. And so absolutely, now we have more data. We know that uh, the coronavirus has affected the, the real estate values. It's kind of hard. It's kind of difficult to, sh- to show exactly how much it has affected it, but I, I believe it's something that 
every appraisal district should take into consideration. And absolutely, if I was going into protest as an individual, um, that would be a large part of the conversation that, that I would I would uh, inject in, into my argument. So, Chandler, we know that a lot of these uh, central appraisal districts are now doing things remotely. Uh, so, you know, basically you upload some information for, let's say, an informal hearing. If you want a formal hearing, you might be down to one commissioner uh, instead of, you know, three of them, let's say. Uh, and you're making your presentation like we're talking right now in a Zoom meeting. Um, do you think people's chances are better this way or are they better when you you know languish in the lobby for a few hours and finally get your call and get to go in there and make your case in person it's really really hard to say this year again every county is different the process and the unique approach that every county is taking to account for the coronavirus stuff is different um uh, and and then let's just say if, if all of them decided to have the same approach and decided to, to just take a uniform uh, approach to this, um, then it, it depends on the person you talk to. Mm-hmm. If you if you're going in to try and resolve a protest informally, the appraiser that you speak to is going to have uh, it, depending on what kind of mood they're in, depending on how people have been treating them that day. All these things, they're not supposed to uh, play a factor, but they absolutely do because mm-hmm. they're humans. And then let's say you go in and protest and you get a three person panel. The three person panel is kind of like the jury. Hmm. Well, you just, you know, as well as I do, sometimes juries make common sense decisions and sometimes they don't. And it just depends on who you get. And and all those same things apply. What if, if the last guy in just beat him up and gave them nothing good and, and were insulting to them, then, you know, what kind of mood do you think that puts them in? So I would say, okay, so all of that stuff is just kind of normal. This year specifically, I would say, I know in Tarrant County, um, the attitude of the appraisal district, just based on the data that I've been able to see, is that they are looking for every excuse in the world to uh, agree to a value that the homeowner thinks is fair Hmm. if they can find the evidence to support that. That's just what I've seen. Now, I'm not speaking for the appraisal district or anything like that. Well, you know, I, I want to ask about this. So I, I'm probably going to protest mine again this year. After I talked to you, man, I got energized to put on my cape and I'm, I'm full blown, man. Awesome. All into it. But what, what do I need this year? Because, you know, everything went down the toilet in March and there's not a lot of data in the past 60 days that I can take in. Their houses aren't really moving um, on the market. What can I gather today and in the next few weeks that I can use to protest my value? The same exact rules apply this year as applied uh, as, as last year. So, so uh, you're going to want to look for sales of properties that are similar to your house that have sold nearby. You want to try and stay in the same subdivision if at all possible. And uh, you, the, the date range actually is different. Most realtors don't know this. Um, every tax agent knows this, but you need to look for, for homes that have sold after January 1st, 2019. And then most appraisal districts are happy to consider any sale through the first quarter of 2020. So that would be uh, March 31st, 2020. So any property that sold within that amount, that time range. Um, and then- Wait, you said the, January 1st, 2019. Did you mean 20 or can you go back that far? No, 2019. Okay. That's exactly right. I, I called the other date. You said March 31st is as far as you could go. I mean, April was, a lot of people were saying the bottom. I mean, who knows if it's the bottom or not. But April was probably worse than March. And my guess is there weren't a lot of things moving in March. Can you go, can I use April or even part of May? You can present anything you want to present. 
that that's not the issue. The issue is yes, and it, it it might be admissible. It's might be something that they can legally consider. But the question that they're going to have is is there is there other data that's a little closer to that target date that you would have to look past to consider that data. So so if if they so for instance if they had a sale on January 1st, 2020, it would be really difficult for them to ignore that sale. Mm. And, and instead, consider your sale that's in April. Hmm, I see. Uh, Chandler, uh, what does it look like so far this year? Because, uh, again, you've become sort of this YouTube sensation, uh, and, and people know of you now, and they come back to you year after year to see if you'll help them again. So these just arrived in the mail here very recently. What kind of, uh, what kind of spike are you seeing there as far as people wanting help fighting this? Well, uh, I, I heard one of you guys right when I was coming off. I think you were talking to the last guest, and you were saying that you're going to uh, protest this year, right? And you're protest last year, and it, th- that's the right thing to do is to protest every single year because what I've experienced, I believe, is probably not typical for everybody, and, and the reason why is because of some new laws that just came into effect with part of the property tax reform bill. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. I've had, I, last year I protested for like 16,800. About 10,000 of those did not see a value increase at all. Hmm. And, and the reason why is the new laws allow the appraisal district to keep the same value from one year to the next if the previous year you had a successful protest. Okay, hmm. so they changed some terminology in the law. Used to, I don't, I don't remember what the old terminology is, but now if it, it, they, they, can keep the value the same, or maybe they have to keep the value the same unless there's clear and convincing evidence to justify an increase. And so my experience is different than average Joe because all of, all of the accounts that I'm looking at are, are accounts that we protested for. We, we uh, were successful in about 90% of the protests that we filed. And so the vast majority of, our, of the accounts that I'm looking at have, haven't changed at all. At the end of the day, I don't want to pay any more taxes than anybody else. Um, but I do wonder if I go protest this thing every year and they knock it down every year, let's say I'm lucky and they do knock it down. If I decided to sell my house, am I going to be getting the, the least amount of uh, all my neighbors if theirs are appraised higher? That is a great question. It's probably the biggest misconception that I run across that keeps people from protesting and it couldn't be further from the truth. Uh, I can actually make a case to where that shows that protesting will help you sell sell your house for more. It takes me a minute to walk through the logic, but I can try and do it real quick if you want. Walk us through that logic, Chandler. We need you to walk us through some logic. Well, well, number one is you just have to, uh, I, I just have to dispel the rumor that it could have an effect on your sale price. And so I'll, first I'll give you, I'll play devil's advocate. If a buyer looks at Zillow, they look at you know, realtor.com, they look at the appraisal district number and they see what their opinion of value is, then sure, that could create a perception in someone's mind that the value would be lower. And I think that that's the fear. Now, here's the problem with that. Uh, every real estate professional knows that the appraisal district's numbers lag the real world. Okay. That's just what happens. And the reason why is for the the appraisal district is, is they're able to consider sales from January 1st, 2019, all the way through the first quarter of this year. And even at that, we're trying to determine what the value was on January 1st of this year. Okay. So already what the value was on January 1st this year is way different than the value today. All right, so that's the first thing. Everybody knows that. So there's not an appraiser or a realtor on earth 
that's going to look at the, the tax value and use that as any kind of evidence as to what your property should be worth. Mm-hmm. Just for that fact alone, it's, it's outdated information. We're in a fast changing market. We got pandemics, we got you know, all sorts of crazy stuff going on. And so you wanna look at what's happened recently. So no realtor is gonna look at that. No appraiser is gonna look at what the tax value was. So it's just not gonna, it's right. not gonna play a factor in the sale. Now, Good to know. On the, on the flip side, if you reduce the taxable value, then usually somebody coming in to purchase a property, the, the amount of taxes that's gonna be built into their, their payment is gonna be based on this past year's tax mm-hmm. value. So if you're protesting, that can lower their tax burden and increase the amount that they can pay for the house. Hmm. That's the short answer. So, <laughs> so it could actually help you then, uh, as yep. you say. Uh, I want to ask you this, Chandler, because I've heard this from a number of people that they have seen the value of their land skyrocket. Uh, so it's not the improvements. It's not the actual house that's sitting on the property. The appraisal district is coming in and jacking up the price of their land or, or the valuation of their land by $60,000 in, in one year. Is, is that a harder thing to fight? And I guess that's the land itself is not covered under homestead is that right well this area creates a lot of confusion as do a lot of things that the property tax code requires appraisal districts to do i you can't really you can't really protest the value of the land Hmm. if there's a house on it okay if the if there's no house on it you can absolutely protest it but the only number that really matters at the end of the day is the market value that the appraisal district thinks that the entire <laughs> property is worth. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so then what they'll do is they'll, they'll try and attribute a certain percentage of that value to the land versus the improvement. Mm. Okay. But when you go into protest, what we're protesting is the current market value of the whole property. And the way you come up with those numbers is by looking at the market value of what other similar properties have sold for recently. Mm-hmm. And and you don't get the opportunity to remove the structure from the land and figure out how much you could sell that structure for apart from the land. That that number doesn't exist. It's mm. it's it's theoretical. It's something that the property tax code forces appraisal districts to do. I, I think that that should be eliminated, but um, it, it drives people nuts. Speaking of the land, though, let me just share, because I took, I was inspired by you, and I, I go in to protest the value, and I notice, I'm gathering, you know, I'm, I'm a reporter, so I gather everything I can find. I, I throw it all at the wall. But one thing I took in that I think actually stuck, in addition to the, you know, how much everything was worth around me, was the inspection of the property. And the inspection showed that this house was one of the lower sitting houses around and all the water kind of drained down through my property. My property was kind of like part of the channel and it kept on going out on the backside of my property. But my property was was, um, you know, negatively impacted by that is kind of what I said. That was one of the 20 things I said. And they told me later that that's what they used to, uh, you know, to, to give me my deduction. I. I'm surprised that that was something that would stick with them. Hmm. Well, you have to think about how the appraisal district comes up with their numbers. Hmm. They're not just valuing your property. They're valuing hundreds of thousands of properties. There's no way that a human being could do that. That's part of what causes all the problems, but there's also opportunity in that. So all you have to do is figure out how to formulate an argument that 
a computer can't do. Mm-hmm. Right now, computers have no way of looking to see where the floodwaters go. And so when you inject a piece of information into the argument that, that their computer system didn't have in there already, then they'll give it some validity and, and credence. And then uh, then you win a protest like you've done. That's, that's a great argument, by the way. I think that's tremendous. Um, so Good job, up. Jason. Uh, so, so Chandler, you know, and a pro tip here for people. Uh, I went out with uh, the Dallas County Appraisal District several years ago. I didn't know they did this before I went out with them. They have this van that goes along down the streets, and they pull up to one property after another and snap high-resolution photos of every single property. And they say they do this every several years, and we have to imagine that most of these appraisal districts do this. If you're protesting, don't try to give them pictures of your house, you know, in its dilapidated condition 10 years ago, because they have an updated photo of your house, chances are. However, how important is it for you to take pictures of other things about your house that that photo from the street does not capture? Like, let's say you've got some roof problems. Let's say you've got some drainage problems. How important is it to take pictures of those things to show them that, no, it's not worth what you think from its curbside appeal? That can make the difference between a successful protest or an unsuccessful protest. And and again, you know, technology is coming along, uh, and and the appraisal districts getting smarter. They're hiring people to go take photos, like you said, but they still aren't taking pictures of the inside of the property. Right. They don't know what what's wrong with the inside of the property. And so again, that's something that they can't do when they're appraising hundreds of thousands of property all, all at once. So absolutely, when you can present evidence that they didn't have the ability to be able to, you know, get or quantify on a mass level, then you stack the deck in your favor. I'll give you one other tip that is huge is before your protest, you, most counties will allow that will, will give information online about what kind of evidence they're going to use against you in a protest and go online and get that evidence and kind of give an, get an idea whether or not you think you could be successful in your protest. Because guess what? The value that you're going to be arguing against in a protest is completely different than the value that they send you on your on your protest form. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I, I, say, say, say that again, Chandler. For, for people <laughs> don't realize this, but they have to. It's like going to a criminal trial. They have the other side has to show you what they have and what they're going to argue with. Where can people find that information? Well, most counties offer that information online, and and most counties have the ability for you to create an account and be able to access that information. Now, I would take it one step further. If you feel like something is really wrong with your property and you want to go all the way with it, then the thing to do is to, is to submit an, a formal request to the county for the evidence that they're going to use against you. When you go to the length to submit a formal request for that evidence, then there's a law that says they can't change the evidence. Hmm. If you just use their online portal, I think using their online portal is great. And, and you know, if the value is not too far off from what you think is fair, take a look at their evidence. They're, that's what they're going to probably use is something pretty similar to that. And, you know, don't go to the, all the extra trouble unless you think something's really wrong. But if something's really wrong, make the formal request. That will yeah. force them to use the evidence that they sent to you and they can't change it last minute. Hmm. Anything you get online without that formal request, they can change last minute. It's like discovery. Uh, so yep. so Chandler, last thing from me. Uh, I, I know that you've been doing this in, in Tarrant County for sure. Uh, there is a realtor in uh, Dallas County who I know has been an under, understudy, uh, Ben Lauer, uh, who is uh, now doing these... Uh, protest uh, protests as well. What if somebody lies outside of those counties and they don't know of a, a rock star like a Chandler Crouch? How can they find, what's the best place for them to find all of these tips that you're putting out there? 
That's a great question. Uh, principally, the tips that I have are going to translate from county to county. Mm -hmm. So if you find anything, any of my videos, it, it, you know, the links may be different, but the principles are the same. But uh, you, you want to look for a property tax consultant. Okay. My fee is free. And, but I only work in Tarrant County and there are a dozen property tax consultants that I would probably feel comfortable recommending. And that's what you want to do. Look for property tax consultant. I can tell you in Dallas County for sure. Ben Lauer is awesome. There's a, a guy named Will Toller. There's propertytaxlock.com. There's, I could give you a list of them. Uh, there's Integratax. There's uh, there, there are a number of very ethical companies that are out there doing this. And that's part, another part of the problem is it's difficult to find uh, companies that it, there's not, it's difficult to find a directory of, of these people, but they are tremendous folks. You would never believe how many of these tax agents have offered me help hmm. and said, Hey man, we see what's going on out there. We're trying to fight for as many people as we can and we support what you're doing. And, uh, I had two tax agents just last week say when, when they're, when, when, uh, when the numbers look real tight, it doesn't make sense for them to pay somebody. They'll just send them my way. And, uh, man, I, I do the same. If you want to pay somebody to go to the end of the earth for you, look up a property tax consultant, research them just like you would anybody and hire them. They're well worth their money. And just so people, and just so people know, in a lot of cases, they, you don't necessarily pay them up front. Do you, don't they just take a percentage of whatever they're able to reduce your, your, um, uh, appraisal by? Correct. Some get paid on a contingency. So they'll own, they'll charge you a percentage of what they save you. So if they don't save you anything, they don't charge you anything. Now I would say this, I would not necessarily just focus on those guys. Okay. I know several people that charge a flat fee and uh, they, they charge a flat fee because they'll actually take it to the, to the, uh, they'll escalate it to mm -hmm. a formal hearing. They'll present evidence and they'll go all the way with it. And the flat fee ends up being a lot less in some cases than the contingency fee, but mm -hmm. you know, check them all out, interview them. And uh, if you want a recommendation, I should probably put something on my website for well, a list that I Well, that's what recommend. I wanted to ask you too. For the DIYers like myself who don't live in Tarrant County, how can people find your information? How, how can they find you out there? Uh, there are a couple of places. If you Google Chandler Crouch property tax, you'll find everything. Um, but let me give you a couple of sources. Um, if you go to chandlercrouch.com, uh, I think you just go to the blog. You just click the blog. Then I'll put a lot of stuff on the blog. I'll put the list of recommended folks. As soon as I get off of here, I'll put together my list of recommended folks and I'll put it on the blog. Uh, if you go to freetaxprotest.com slash videos, then you'll see several videos that answer some of these common questions. The market value question, I'll go in detail on, on that uh, on there. And then uh, there's several other things, but you can just Google. And it's Chandler Crouch. It's just like couch, but you add an R in there. ChandlerCrouch.com. Chandler, <laughs> thanks as always for doing this with us. You know that by doing this, your inbox just got swamped even more than it already was. <laughs> Well, and I'm happy to help. That's what we're here for. Um, there are more people out there helping, the better. I, I can't, I, I just have to, before we end, I just have to praise what Tarrant County did this year. They, uh, they're really taking health as a, as a priority. And uh, I don't know, I just, I, I, I love what you guys are doing. The more people that take action and get involved, uh, the better our system will get. And we definitely have room for improvement. So thank you guys. Chandler, really appreciate it, man.
Okay, so that uh, is Chandler Crouch there, a realtor in Tarrant County, the Fort Worth area. But again, as you said, Jason, uh, so much of what he says is translatable to the whole state. This time, it's going to be totally different uh, because not only in a couple of months might we have some fights going on between the state and these local entities if they indeed try to raise those tax rates beyond the maximum cap of 3.5%. The governor says he wants them to actually lower rates because even if they left them exactly the same, uh, they're really essentially pushing on a tax increase for a lot of people because their values went up. So they're taxing you on more money on your home. Uh, wanted to just uh, kind of note this real quick. I, I got some numbers in from Dallas County uh, and, and I asked them how many people's accounts actually saw a decrease in 2020? Uh, about 28,800. How many of them saw an increase 375,000 properties almost saw an increase in 2020, uh, and about 329,000 saw no change. So, you know, as usual, most people uh, are seeing those increases, and that goes for a lot of counties in Texas there, Jason. Yeah, Harris County down in in Houston, uh, the tax assessor collector down there said that protests are up 47%. That's the highest jump spike that they've seen down there in three decades. I in believe Fort it. Bend County, which is Sugarland and Richmond on the southwest side of Houston, they're up 15% there. Valuations in those two counties have been out for uh, a, a little while now. Dallas County, Tarrant County, those are just now going out. I guarantee you the Metroplex is going to see what the Gulf Coast is seeing and what You're other right. counties in Texas are seeing. There's no question. People cannot afford this right now. I think the the lawmakers are going to probably be on the same page with this on the state level, on, on the city and county level. I feel for them. I get it. Our neighbors work for the Parks Department, work for Conventions Department and Police Department, Fire Department. They've got to be paid, too. Mm-hmm. They rely on sales tax revenue and some property tax revenue for that. I liked what Chandler Chandler Crouch had to say, though, about, you know, he's kind of noticed this willingness for them. They almost want to help you lower that valuation, though, because they get uh, that times are certainly different than when these uh, appraisals were done. So, you know, get your paperwork together. Don't be too intimidated. The process is going to be weird this time, though, Jason. If you've ever done this before, uh, you know, you've gone in and, and as we you know were alluding to earlier, you languish in their lobby forever. You know, you finally get called uh, Now, in so many cases, this is going to be done virtually. Uh, You're going to send your documents over the Internet. You're going to maybe do a Zoom meeting with them there at the appraisal district. This is going to be a very strange setup. And as you heard Michelle say, she'd rather be right there face to face with them because you can judge so much more about how your case is being received when you're right there in person. But it's just not going to be possible this time uh, for a lot of people. So it should be interesting to see how many of these protests are successful this time. It is going to look weird. And I'm also curious, if you have been successful in the past with lowering your property taxes, tell us how you did it. You can uh, you know, uh, tweet us at, at Yolitics, Y-A-L-L-I-T-I-C-S. Yeah. Tell uh, us the Yolitics. secret sauce. We want to know yeah. the secret sauce. Let us know what you did. You know, I'm sure that, that we could share that with, with other folks as well who are definitely uh, curious about it. I'm curious about it. You know, who, who wouldn't be curious about ways to save money, especially in the uh, economic and financial environment we're in? And just to let the, the, everybody know, we're not going to stop with this. We were going to we're going to keep watching in these months ahead as these rates get set. Uh, and we will let you know, you know, what that fight looks like. And if it looks like uh, some people are going, you know, above zero and above three and a half percent, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. But, you know, Jason, when I've done stories on this, 
this in the past, I have had experts tell me that people are really good at fighting the appraisal process, but yet when the local entities have their budget meetings where they set their budgets and that's what tax rates are based upon, they get one or two people at those meetings. So if you really want to be part of the process, yeah, protest that valuation, but then show up at that school board meeting. Show up at that city council meeting where they actually set their budgets. They publish those ahead of time, and you can have input on that because they're talking about the money they're going to spend. Guess what? They got to raise that money after they get done talking about how they're going to spend, and that comes from you. And those are the people who are actually charging you. It's yes. not the, the, the tax appraiser, the tax assessor collector, not those folks at all. Those are the ones who just kind of carry this whole thing out. So we'll keep you posted as this unfolds on a, on a statewide level. Uh, but if you have any tips for your fellow listeners out here, let us know. Uh, let Jason and I know as well, too. We appreciate you listening to uh, this podcast. You can always find us wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, we love feedback. So yeah, you know, absolutely. Leave, leave us a, a a six star rating, seven star. <laughs> I like five, that, Jason. I don't know what it goes over. But well, you know, whatever, whatever it goes you, over, whatever your max is, please do that. You know, <laughs> as we talk about valuations here. Uh, okay, so we're going to see you next week. Hopefully, next week, uh, Jason, we'll be able to uh, crack open a beer again, maybe. And uh, guess what? We're going to space next week. I'm looking forward to that. So uh, until then, stay cool and watch those mosquitoes. <laughs> <laughs>